Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got some jobs numbers coming out today. I'll give you the New York Times headline. U.S. added 311,000 jobs in February, showing labor market strength and frustrating the Federal Reserve efforts to tame inflation. Uh-oh, so it's another good news is bad news situation. With the economy. Good time to talk to Jim Tankersley, White House correspondent for the New York Times, the focus on economic policy, who we've talked to many times over the years. Jim, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanks for having me. So is this one of those good news is bad news? We've been talking a lot lately about how we we get these good news that normally would be good news stories about the economy, but they're bad news because we're trying to slow down the economy, but it's not slowing down enough. Yeah, good news is mixed news maybe here. I don't know that it's necessarily like definitely a a sign that things are not going the way the Fed wants them to go, but they would prefer to see fewer job gains. I know that sounds weird. I think it sounds weird. We all think it sounds weird. We're always rooting for as many jobs as possible. But the Fed is trying to slow the economy to bring down inflation. And, you know, every time we get a big jobs number, that is a sign that that's not necessarily working. There are some some other parts of the report that are probably good for the Fed. Um, but in general, yeah, they'd like to see smaller numbers. So more in a more general uh, way, talking about the economy, I'm, I'm a, certainly a layman when it comes. I'm, I'm beyond a layman. I'm like, a, put me in the category of idiot. But when I keep 
hearing this is the most this in 40 years or this is the first time this has happened in 75 years or all these different mosts, leasts, first times, isn't that scary? I mean, when you've got all these different outliers happening at the same time? I mean, I think that it is, sure. And, I, I, you know, I've been covering the economy as sort of my full-time job for more than a decade now. And, and this is definitely the weirdest time, I think. I was actually talking to an economist about this last night. It's the weirdest time any of us can remember in terms of predictability of economic data. I do think that, like, part of this is just that we we are in a, a still a strange period because of this very strange pandemic we had that had very strange effects on the economy that are still weirdly working themselves out, supply chain effects, like people in the labor force effects, just all. And then, and then obviously in the, in the inflation part of it, which we haven't seen in a long time, we're just, we had sort of gotten used to not having to worry about inflation. And yeah. now we do. So yeah, that's, yeah, that, that is scary. It's also, it's a little bit like being in a raft going down a river where you're in the raft. Like we, we haven't crashed under the rocks yet. We're not in recession. Um, but the ride's not particularly fun at the moment. It certainly doesn't feel like anybody has a paddle. No, the inflation part is really a drag, too. I mean, I notice it. Everybody notices it all the time. Um, totally. God, I took my kids to KFC last night. There were three of us eating a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And what it cost to eat a Kentucky... I, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? It was like what it used to cost to eat in a nice restaurant just a few years ago. It's stunning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like... We we all grew up with stories of like well when I was a kid you could go to yeah. you could go to the movies for a nickel which right. is different right the price increases in the economy in the last couple of years have been very rapid and for a lot of people not everybody but for a lot of people their wages haven't kept up with that so you're losing buying power you 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 know if all you did was spend money at KFC you'd be getting less chicken now. <laughs> Um, well, is it fair? I hope you're this, spending money some other places. Yeah, exactly. I, I say this all the time. This is fair, isn't it? Unless you've gotten a raise, you're taking a pay cut, a pretty significant yeah, pay true. cut. Yes, that's true. God, that's brutal. Um, I was wondering the other day. This is what I'd like to know. I'd like to know this with you, but I mean, it'd be unfair to ask you such a personal question. But like when uh, when Fed Chairman Powell the other day was talking about this or that, I thought I would like to know he himself, like if he's holding off on remodeling the kitchen because he's so worried about the next year, or if he's going to go ahead and remodel his kitchen, you know, those kind of decisions like you or anybody else that knows more about this than me. That's what I would like to know is if y'all are, yeah, you going ahead and taking that vacation or are you thinking maybe this is not the year we take the vacation? What indications do uh, you see? I mean, I think, well, first off, I think Chairman Powell, I've never been in Chairman Powell's kitchen, but I thought it's pretty nice. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe it needs an upgrade. Um, I would say right now, this is one of the hardest things because people ask this all the time. You know, is this is this a scary enough time that I should be holding off on making right. making major purchases, going on trips, whatever? I mean, we keep people keep sort of issuing those warnings, and they keep not coming true. Correct. And actually, I think that that most people, if you look at the at the data, like most people aren't holding off. You know, we're airline fares are up. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of demand to get out and eat in restaurants again. And, they, and, and that's part of the problem actually is that we're service costs keep going up because there's a lot of people wanting to spend money out there because they, they missed out on it for a while. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to give anybody financial advice. I don't do it in my job and I wouldn't do it on, you know, on the radio, but, but I will say that like, that is something to keep in mind is that um, is both, a bunch of real volatility in the data, but also that volatility over the last year has not yet produced, you know, anything like a recession. I understand federal, uh, the Fed Chairman Powell has a gas stove in his kitchen, and that's part of the remodel needs 
uh, going on there. Um, uh, looking through several of your articles recently, I like the the United States has amassed thirty one trillion dollars in debt. Here's how, and particularly what you got when you get down to the end here. Um, as the twentieth century ended, America's coffers with, were flush with tax revenue and light on military obligations. A combination that many leaders thought would hold up well into the future. It did not last a year. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, I, the story was fun just because sometimes we don't we don't think about history as a great source for a news story, but it's a thing people kept asking and and were debating in Capitol Hill. You know, whose fault is it that we got all this debt? And there actually are answers. So you know, I decided to go back to the start, and the start is well, we had a balanced budget in two thousand, and 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 what were the reasons for that? And when I talked to experts, they were like, "Listen, when the Cold War ended, we took what's what you know political scientists call a peace dividend. We could." ramp down spending because we'd run up a bunch of spending on the military to counter the Soviet Union. And we thought, well, we don't have to do that anymore. So we can reduce spending on the military, spend some things on, you know, elsewhere, but also balance the budget. Um, and great, like we're past, we're past the Cold War, so we're not going to have any security threats ever again. Which in retrospect was maybe not the best way to think about right. it. Right. Um, and so, so when 9-11 happened, and the Bush administration and Congress immediately ramped up spending, went to war, did a bunch more spending on homeland security. That broke that sort of vision of how the budget was going to be balanced in perpetuity and starts starts layering on debt because we, we didn't raise taxes to, to fund those wars. Um, we, we get taxes twice in the, you know, in the Bush administration, then the Obama administration essentially made most of those tax cuts permanent, not all of them, but most of them. So that all costs money. And then we have a recession in 2008. And then another one here in, 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 you know, the pandemic, and there's more tax cuts under President Trump, and then there's spending expansions under President Biden. So all of these things, you know, combine for $31 trillion in debt. And, you know, a scenario that people just did not contemplate at that, at that start of the century. Yeah, I like it. the uh, The idea that people talk about um, how polarized we are and we don't agree on things, everything like that. But we all do seem to agree, both parties and all voting citizens, that we want a dollar twenty nine worth of government for every dollar of tax revenue because we keep going that direction. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- that is the reason we have big deficits. And I, you know, you, I get a lot of um, flack sometimes from people saying, "Well, you're both sidesing this. You're saying it's but." but but you can actually run the numbers, and first off, it really is both parties in Washington voting for for deficits. But it's voters, really, at yeah, the end of it. Sure. Like, people want a lot of services. They want to have a strong military. They want to have reti- you know better, strong Social Security and Medicare. They want a lot of things. Everybody can point to little things they'd like cut from the federal budget. But if there were big things that were massively popular to cut, they you know it would be much easier for lawmakers to do it and to balance the budget. And and so it's. You know, presidents talk all the time about we need to make hard choices, but it's hard for politicians to make hard choices when voters are telling them not to. Yeah, we want all that stuff, and then we want we don't want taxes raised, or at least if they are raised, it's got to be on somebody else, not me. So, um, right, exactly. Uh, and which brings me to where we are with France and Social Security, because you bring that up in one of your articles, and how uh, Joe Biden didn't is is is. Uh, he he ran on the idea of trying to shore up Social Security, but now it's just, you know, we're not going to touch it. And the thing that made the Republicans the angriest in the State of the Union address was any suggestion that they would touch it. So both sides are screaming, hey, I'm not going to touch it. And then you look over at France, and this weekend the government is going to uh, raise the, and then they got some, the way their government works, they got to do something. But it's going to happen. They're going to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. You got millions of people in the streets. 
angry about that, but the government apparently is saying, Macron's saying, look, the math just doesn't work. They're just ahead of us on that curve of the math not working. Are we ever going to get serious about that? Well, I mean, I think we will. We will. The thing about Washington is that that when the math is somewhere far enough off in the distance that you can ignore it, people tend to, you know. So Social Security's trust fund will have will have at least a positive balance right now. The projections are through 2034. So there's just not a lot of immediate pressure. Now, it would be a lot easier if you were even if you just did it the way the president wants, just just short the program by raising the income cap on payroll taxes, basically raising taxes on rich people. Even if that's the way you did it, if you started now, it would be it would it would be much easier to shore up the finances of the program than if you started in 2030. But the price, there's no pressure to do it now, and and there's a lot of bad politics of touching the program. I mean, there's just a, you know ask ask the number of presidents who over the years have suggested and failed to enact big changes to big federal spending programs. So I, I think. That's why. I mean, that's the biggest reason why the president has no incentive to propose his campaign plan as an actual governing plan is because it's, it's, it's good politics for him right now just to be out there saying, I'm just going to protect the program as it is. Isn't it wild, though, that we, we, we don't look at what's happening in France and say that's our future? Because I mean, it clearly is. We, we are. I. I there are lots of idiosyncrasies with the French economy and political system that are not entirely related. Oh, to sure. But I do think in, in general, like American voters and voters, like people, humans are bad at sort of weighing the what do we do now for the what, what could we do now to make the future easier on ourselves, even if that's, you know, some some kind of bad thing right now. And that's that's true beyond just federal spending programs. It's true on a bunch of things. But I think the overall sort of like. Uh, I would just like to focus on the thing right in front of my nose and, and ignore, you know, things that are not right in front of my nose is a, is a, 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 a perennial problem in the federal government is probably the nicest way to say it. You take the dismal out of the dismal science in that you have such a cheery attitude towards things that can be crushingly dull or, or horrifyingly scary, which is really impressive. Well, thank hey. you. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Jim Tankersley, you should read him in the New York Times. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always fun. I uh, I hope that's not actually the nicest thing anybody's ever said to him because, you know, I hope somebody has whispered some sweet nothings in his ear that were even nicer than that about different topics, perhaps. But he does have such a cheery attitude about it. And we're all stupid and going to go broke. So anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so good news can be bad news like... The fact that we added 311,000 jobs, how could that possibly not be good news? Well, the fact that the economy is still hot and raising all these interest rates is supposed to, you know, put the the economy to sleep, if not choke it out, as Joe regularly says, so that we can get that inflation down. Because that, it's not as a, uh, 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 it's not quite as immediate, but it's just like the daily grind. I'm sure you feel it just like I feel of. When you're going to the grocery store, you're out to eat, the just everything, your energy bills, oh my God, everything's so much. Why do I have so much less money at the end of the month? Because everything is more expensive. Oof, that's what we got to get under control, that inflation. Anywho, you can text us anytime, 415-295-KFTC. Um, uh, a famous actor died that if you're of a certain age is really a big deal. Uh, famous murder trial just a few years ago with Robert Blake. Uh, he did an interview a few years back with Barbara Walters. We'll revisit, among other things, coming up. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But he never turned around to see the smile of faces. As he left your thought, does it take too much to make you smile? But he never doubted for a second that he missed them. Flying into space. Almost didn't make it back in time. You know what's the hardest part of doing the show by myself? Making it to the restroom. I don't know. How, I don't know. I should ask. Like, how did Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, how do they do it? Did they did they wear a uh, the trucker's friend? It's like a you know a container strapped to you, <laughs> the inside of your thigh with a tube, so you don't have to leave the studio. Is that how they do it? Because when you're a two man show, you know one of you can go to the bathroom every now and then. But when you're doing the one man thing, it's very very tough to deal with uh, that sort of thing. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Mark Leibovich, who we've had on many times over the years over a variety of topics. He's a writer. We were big on his book, uh, This Town, many, many years ago, probably a decade ago or so, about Washington, D.C. and everything. Just absolutely loved that. Anyway, he's got a big profile piece out in The Atlantic about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just an amazing American story, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. No matter what you think of how things turned out, him being a two-term governor of California, um, pretty impressive. Um, and we're going to talk to Mark Leibovich coming up uh, in just a little bit, which I'm sorry, I'm all discombobulated because I had to go to the bathroom. And I'm, a, and I'm also, of course, um, struggling with the fact that uh, 
Robert Blake died. Beretta from TV's Beretta. Do you remember him? Uh, he did a show called Beretta back in the 70s. He's a little rascal way back in the 40s. He shot, he, he may have shot and killed his wife a few years ago, but got away with it. Here he is uh, with Barbara Walters. He died yesterday at the age of 91. Here he is with Barbara Walters. Actually, he was 89. 89, okay. Here he is with Barbara Walters years ago. Did you kill your wife? Of course not. Okay. What if you were found guilty? What do I care? How do you kill a dead man? What are they going to do to me that they haven't done already? They took away my entire past. They took away my entire future. What's left for them to take? You're going to take my testicles and make earrings out of them? You couldn't find 12 people at 20,000 feet in Tibet that wouldn't say, is that guy still alive? I thought we killed him already. Well, hang him and get it over with. You really think that everybody thinks you're guilty? Where have you been for two years? So that's one of the reasons I liked Robert Blake so much when I was a kid. He would go on. I was just looking at the Today Show up on the TV, and they were playing clips from the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Whenever he was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, he would talk exactly like that. He just had this weird, like, really cocky. He was really, like, built like a bodybuilder, though he was really short. He always wore tight jeans and cowboy boots and a really tight T-shirt. And he would come on there talking that streetwise smack. And what are you going to do? Cut off my testicles and hang them for earrings? I mean, just... (laughs) He was such a unique character. Then, of course, it turns out he was a crazy old man who probably shot and killed his wife. But the jury decided she had it coming, so thought, eh, let's give him a pass. She seems a little mouthy anyway. Oh, my God. What a life. Very few people live a, a more amazing life than Robert Blake. Unless, no, no. unless perhaps you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we'll take a look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's life coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
the soldiers who are listening to this, remember that 11 million Russians have family connections to Ukraine. So every bullet you shoot, you shoot a brother or a sister. Every bomb or every shell that falls is falling not on an enemy, but on a school or a hospital or a home. Almost exactly a year ago when Arnold Schwarzenegger put out that little message to uh, Russian soldiers to try to have some sort of sway on the awfulness that has become the war in Ukraine. Uh, One of the many things Arnold Schwarzenegger has done in his life, there's a new piece in the Atlantic. Arnold Schwarzenegger's last act, What Happens When the Terminator Turns 75 by Mark Leibovich, we've had on the show many times over the years. Mark Leibovich is uh, recently joined the Atlantic after 10 years as the chief national correspondent for New York Times Magazine, also has written a number of books, including This Town, which we probably mention it practically once a week, Mark, on the Armstrong and Getty show, because it had such an impact on us. I didn't realize you started at the San Jose Mercury News. We've been on now in San Francisco doing morning radio for 20 years as of this month. But Mark Leibovich, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty show. That is un- my first daily newspaper job was at the Mercury News between uh, 1994 and 1997, I think it was. And uh, yes, great, great years. And I come back to California as often as possible, which is why I pick subjects like Arnold Schwarzenegger, because that's where he lives. Yeah. So what, what well, what got you interested in it? And uh, tell us what's your what, what's your overall take on Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator at 75? Well, I mean, you know, the first thing that kind of got my attention about him, I mean, obviously, you know, he's kind of, he's done a bunch of things since he left the governor's office in uh, early 2011. I mean, there's been a scandal, his, you know, end of his marriage and mm. so forth. He's done a bunch of things. Celebrity Apprentice didn't really go so well. But what's really put him back on the map in some really weird kind of uh, unpredictable social media era ways has been he's done these little videos um, starting really uh, after Charlottesville. I mean, his, his father, you know, was a Nazi. He fought with Hitler during World War II, uh, was in Russia fighting. I mean, really was not on the right side of history. And Arnold sort of talked about in starting in 2017, uh, look, I knew the original Nazis. Uh, you don't want to go down that path. And, you know, he did a bunch of pandemic videos. He did one after January 6th. He actually did one as, as we played in the intro, um, uh, before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And again, this week, he sort of did this kind of uh, manifesto, a video manifesto that has gone very viral all week about, you know, the dangers of, you know, white nationalism, Nazism, extremism, uh, which is something he's been familiar with and been fighting against you know, for many, many years now. So he's 75 years old. I saw that fact uh, a few months ago. I was jarred by it. He's had this incredible concoction of American celebrity, really unrivaled. God, I would say it's it's, I mean, it's absolutely amazing because depending on your age, it's what Arnold Schwarzenegger first was to you or as big as to you like i grew up with him being the world's greatest body you know the world's greatest bodybuilder i was talking to a woman the other day her her thing is she's known him as a politician really and she's Mm -hmm. you know her signature is on her college degree from us uc davis because the governor signs your diploma i mean so it really depends amazing yeah (laughs) Yeah. no i mean right he's had all these very discreet chapters that have lasted you know decades um and you can sort of pick and choose by your own generation. I mean, I think like you, I mean, it was the seventies. It was sports illustrated. It was bodybuilding. It's like, Ooh, who are these freaks? And you know, <laughs> he was that he was this entire business, right? This entire sport. And then all of a sudden he's like 
you know, the most sort of coveted box office guy for like two decades. And then, you know, hey, let's try politics. And he gets elected to the biggest state in the country on the first try. And he's just quite a phenomenon. But but now, you know, his last act and he's desperate to be relevant and, and do something productive and useful. And now all of a sudden he's kind of found his weird niche as like a truth teller uh, who can sort of go beyond all kinds of borders, like whether it's geographical borders into Russia, um, sort of uh, you know, political borders between left and right. And I mean, who who's not going to listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger, even in today's bifurcated and very divided, um, you know, kind of media landscape. So it's a, quite a phenomenon. It's been kind of fascinating to watch play out. So a businessman, too. You got you got to work that in there. Obviously, you know, he comes over. Uh, am I correct? He didn't speak English when he came to the United States with practically no money whatsoever. Correct. Yeah, no, barely. I mean, he, he was an immigrant. He came over, I think, when he was 21. Um, yeah, he started a little uh, kind of construction business with his best friend, Franco Colombo, who was uh, another great bodybuilder from Italy, um, the Sardinian strongman. Uh, another, uh, also featured in the movie Pumping Iron, which was right. the first movie featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, he's been very savvy with real estate stuff. He started, you know, Planet Hollywood and a bunch of other things, restaurants and uh, buildings, and he's really well. He's you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars and is living quite a life but right now. But, like, again, how do you – I mean, we're all sort of headed to the same place, which is one of the big focuses of the piece, right? It's like uh, Arnold sort of getting ready to – you know, what's it like to get old when you have the most immortal sort of body and physique and um, imprint of, of really anyone? I mean, we're all, you know, we're all very human and so is Arnold. Yeah, that you know, that was kind of my takeaway from the article. Uh, well, it was interesting about Arnold Schwarzenegger really is just – you know, the, the impression you made about that it is where we're all headed. And at some point, yeah. your accomplishments, whatever they were, you know, whatever they matter to you, you're, you're yeah. into this la- this latter phase or whether you're yeah. looking at your parents and, the, and their their situation. I, I thought you did a good job of because uh, uh, I mean, nobody's had a life like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No one. Yeah, um, true. Uh, yeah, but but it was it was relatable in that way. Hey, a couple of things I wonder if you either uh, came across or know from doing a little research on Arnold Schwarzenegger. One, if he had been an American citizen, do you think he would have run for president? Oh, unquestionably. Yeah, he he says this over and over and over. Yeah, if only he weren't born in Austria, if he were American, born in America, he he'd have um, turned around and run for president probably. As early as I don't know, 2012. Um, you know, right after he left the governor's mansion. Um, so yeah, no, he, he's easily bored. He's always looking for the next plateau. And you know, when you've reached the top of so many professions, I mean, whether it's you know achieving great wealth or you know, a sport, movies, politics, I mean, you want the next, the ultimate next big thing. And what's bigger than the presidency of the United States? Unfortunately, he couldn't do it. He absolutely would have been elected president of the United States. Could have been. I mean, he could have been. I mean, I don't think he could get the Republican nomination today. No, but, you no, know, but at that time. In 2012, he could have. Yeah, which is a fascinating story. And then the other thing also with the politics, I have come across stories that uh, suggested that he kind of ran for governor, which he ends up being two-term governor of the biggest state in the country, which is absolutely amazing, yep. as a Republican. In, yep. a, in a blue, blue, blue state, but that he kind of ran on a whim. He said it on, was it on the Jay Leno yeah. show or whatever? He just kind of threw it out there and it, it, it grabbed yeah. hold. And is that the way it happened? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, it doesn't sound like he put a lot of long, hard thought into it. I mean, he obviously <laughs> had, had a political, he obviously, you know, he's married into a political family, the Kennedy family. He was very close with the Bushes. Um, you know, he was a pretty visible Republican for many years. I mean, he'd met every president. Um, 
since he arrived in the country, like I think in the late 60s, I don't think he met Johnson, but you know, you go into his office in Santa Monica, there's a picture of him with Nixon, Ford, Carter, uh, you know, Bush one, Bush two, Reagan, uh, everyone but Trump. Uh, you know, there was a Biden picture, there was an Obama picture, there was a Clinton picture. Um, but yeah, he, he did not have a picture of Trump in the office, which I thought was pretty telling. It's fun. Before we even became aware that you had done this article and ended up talking about it, so, I forget. I came across on Twitter. How many handshakes are you from Hitler? And uh, and and uh, ours is because we did a number of events with Arnold when he was governor, and I got mm-hmm. to hang around him a little bit, which you did, and it's 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 interesting. Yeah. He is larger yeah. than life, figuratively and literally. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but he'd be my closest handshake to Hitler, I suppose, because his dad was a Nazi. Yeah, I, I guess I, you know uh, you can you can put that in your uh, exactly. you know, your, your resume or something. Yeah, I don't know if his dad actually met Hitler. I mean, I no, but see, his dad would have had a, a boss, a general, you know, whoever, a leader yeah. who made a leader oh, who met Hitler. So I'm I'm thinking I'm five handshakes from Hitler. That is a yeah. a, a, a non important aside. So um, the book. This town, because we yeah, do sure. bring it up a lot. It it had a mm-hmm. real effect on me the way I look oh, at good. Washington D.C. Oh, and uh, and and I won't I won't take the time right now to like re 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 describe what that book is about. But is this yeah. town more true today than when you wrote it, or less true? Um, it's obviously evolved. Um, you know, so this town came out ten years ago this summer. Um, and it's really been it's kind of taken on a life of its own. I mean, you there. Are you know I hear from people a lot like I just heard from you. I mean, that continues to have an impact. Um, you know, I wrote a sequel this summer called "Thank You for Your Servitude," which was about essentially how Washington has changed and how it changed into the Trump years. I mean, to some degree, Donald Trump. You know, one of the things he ran on in 2016 was, "I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm right. going to shake up Washington, disrupt Washington. Um, you know, just uh, make everyone uncomfortable." And he certainly did make everyone uncomfortable, but he also perfected the swamp. I mean. The corruption, the self-dealing, um, just people just doing everything possible to make Washington work for them is is a very old Washington story. It was very true in, when I wrote this town. It was very true when I wrote "Thank You for Your Servitude" this summer. It's you know I think the biggest story has been concentrated in the Republican Party mostly. Um, but yeah, I mean I think Trump is kind of the epitome of the ultimate kind of opportunistic politician, and you know that that continues to be the central feature of, of our politics today. I mean, it's still to some degree all about Trump. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the swamp was definitely going to, uh, the, the machinery that is the whole thing, the whole town, this town, was certainly going to fight any efforts to change it radically. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true, though, but Trump, I mean, Trump supercharged it. I mean, the guy, again, I That's mean... That's interesting. Kind of, oh, he totally supercharged it. I mean, look, he, there's no one who knows how to leverage, I mean, for lack of a better term, corruption than him. I mean, you know, it's like, look at all, I mean, basically... He spent when he wasn't like sowing insurrections. He was spending the last several days, weeks of his presidency, just pardoning everyone that had either given him money or that he's related to or that he's friends with. They've said nice things about him, and you know that's kind of the essence of corruption. It's just like, okay, you're nice to me, you give me money, I'll take care of you. And you know, there are a lot of people who you know got out of jail free cards because of that at the end, and there are also a lot of people who were arrested and sent to jail for January 6th who had no connection to Trump, who didn't give Trump any money, and he didn't bother pardoning them. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I 
this is there's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on here, but I think ultimately, uh, yeah, the swamp is alive and well. And during Trump's time here, he kind of turned it into a gold-plated hot tub. Mark Leibovich writes for the Atlantic, and the piece about Arnold Schwarzenegger is worth a read. Appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll do it again someday. The book, This Town, that we're referring to there, the, the reason it had such an in, impact on me was the, how the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, how they all work together, how they go on cable TV and pretend to fight with each other, um, and how they just hate each other and everything. But but the, what they want to do is stay in office and and uh, and profit either with more power or eventually profit, profit with, with more money. Um, and just stay in office and, and work and, and just keep the whole thing going. And the, and the, the, this town is all about, hey, you get here and you stay here and you get rich off of it. And uh, I don't agree with his, all his conclusions there about Donald Trump at all. But it certainly would make sense to me that when a guy came in from the outside and was wanting to take on that or... You remember when he was running and he was calling out the fact that, look, all these people give money to me. That's why I'm not beholden to anybody. Republicans give me money. Uh, Democrats give me money. They all give me money. They're all just trying to get you know somebody to do what they want to do. Um, when somebody from the outside came in, the fact that they rallied around in protection of the, the cool thing that is this town, the swamp, where they all stay there and get rich. As Joe always points out, the old saying that people, many people go off to Washington, D.C. to do good and end up doing well. Um, uh, yeah, most people end up staying there and they end up rich. How do they do that? Well, it's all kinds of different ways, but that is, that is the story. Joe Biden included. So fascinating. Ah, anyway, uh, much more to discuss. And in fact, I think we're going to talk to Joe Getty a little bit later in the program. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. Rita Marino and West Side Story. I can't believe it. Good Lord. I leave you with that. So I guess that's the shortest Oscar speech in history. The Oscars are Sunday night. Whoop-de-doo. Um, who cares? I will not be watching. But uh, what I found about the well, it's a couple of things around this, around the Oscars is going to be on uh, Sunday night. Uh, so Chris Rock does his special last week where he uh, takes on the whole Will Smith smacking him thing finally at the Oscars. And uh, and I thought it was pretty it was pretty devastating takedown of how weak it was for a much bigger, tougher guy to go up there and sucker punch a little guy that he knows he doesn't have to be scared of. I mean, just really, really uncool. Anyway, Chris Rock or Will Smith rather is said to be embarrassed and hurt over the comments. As we pointed out yesterday, a good way to avoid that embarrassment and hurt would be to not uh, punch a coworker who happens to be one of the cleverest comedians and most famous comedians in the world. Will is embarrassed and hurt by what Chris said about oh. about him and his family in his Netflix Netflix special, according to Entertainment Tonight. Will Smith did not watch it, but he had people tell him what Chris said. And where's uh, the line that I really liked? They had asked, they were disappointed that Netflix aired it. Are you freaking kidding me? Whatever. Meanwhile, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences has announced a special crisis team that will be there at the Oscar ceremony to help avoid any similar beatdowns at Sunday's ceremony. A special crisis team that will be on hand. Because, yes, this sort of thing is rampant now. It's just going to be never-ending. There's going to be no getting away from it. Julia Roberts is going to kick Kate Blanchett in the crotch. Brendan Fraser is going to put Steven Spielberg in a headlock. Meryl Streep is going to do a flying scissor kick on Dame Judi Dench. It's going to be completely out of hand now that the... Whatever. How stupid is that? (laughs) Uh, Bill Kramer, who took over as CEO of the Academy in July 2022, revealed that he has a designated team that will be ready to spring into action at the ceremony on Sunday if things go awry. We have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before, and many plans in in place. We have run many scenarios. (laughs) So it is our hope that we're prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but we're planning for just in case it does happen. That is hilarious. Reminds us so much of when Janet Jackson's nipple leapt out of her bra at the Super Bowl, and then everybody in media had to change the way they did things. We had done talk radio for like 15 years live, but after Janet Jackson's nipple appeared on the Super Bowl, after that, we got like a 15-second delay on our radio show. In case Joe or I show our nipple, I guess. I don't know what that is all about. But it, 
<laughs> and so the Oscars, even though it's a one in a gazillion weirdo thing that is never going to happen again, has a crisis team in place. They've prepared for ever, every possible contingency. They've tried to think of anything that could conceivably happen so that they're ready to spring into action at a moment's notice. That is hilarious. And of course, leaving out the fact that after it happened that night, this is how you sprung into action. You gave the hitter... The abuser, a standing ovation. That's how you sprung into action that night. He got a freaking standing ovation and then went to all the big parties and danced to let's get danced to let's get dig- jiggy with it. What a bunch of hypocrisy. Whatever. I'm actually wondering if the ratings, because the ratings have been setting record lows every single year at the Oscars. Are the ratings going to go up a little with the kind of moronic assumption that there'll be something exciting like one, you know? Uh, Brendan Fraser putting Steven Spielberg in a headlock or whatever it was I said. Are, are people going to think, yeah, hey, I heard that uh, they started punching each other at the Oscars. I might tune in now. Uh, yeah, unfortunately it won't happen. I will uh, I will read the results the next day. Jimmy Kimmel's a host, by the way. They found a host. Remember, for years they couldn't have a host because it was you were somehow um, endorsing white supremacy by hosting the Oscars. Because not enough white black people get nominated or something like that. So and then or that you would have a host and somebody would find a uh, a non politically correct tweet from 15 years ago that, that would keep them from being able to be the host. So they couldn't have a host for a while. But Jimmy Kimmel's the host this Sunday, so that's more than you need to know about the freaking Oscars. Hour four will feature clips of the week. Also feature uh, feature uh, Joe Getty visiting the show. I want to talk about the whole Trump indictment using my finger quotes. There's no reason to think the indictment's going to actually happen. The New York Times with their whatever sources as usual. We'll talk about that now or four. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.